Well, Radio Pulpit listeners, it is great to be with you on this Friday morning. Uh, always excited to wake up and drive through to Pretoria, um, through the back route, see a little bit of the felt as we move into winter and things brown up and uh, uh, just uh, winter sets in and the chill sets in and often drive with a companion this morning I drove through with Michael Leo from Springs Baptist Church I'll introduce him to you in a little bit um, wonderful to uh, interact in the car and uh, talk about the show that's coming up and uh, shoot the breeze a bit um, but good to be in studio now um, good to be able to talk to a listening audience and to talk about matters of Jesus Christ you are listening to Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit with me Mark Penrith your host um, and alongside as I said Michael Leo from Springs Baptist Church uh, we're both from kind of the far east Michael's even further east than me which makes him a wise man uh, wiser still um, uh, we, we serve local churches as staff caring for the souls of men and changing the light bulbs as and when needed a shout out for everyone tuning in from Benoni and beyond recognizing that we have a national audience and so there's people from all over the place on Table Talk, which is the show that you're listening to this morning, we have various guests come on and we converse on a range of biblical subjects. Uh, this morning on the controls, pressing all the buttons and making sure that the lights stay on is our co-labor in the ministry. Uh, Mpo, thank you. It's great to have you with us, brother. Uh, morning. And listener, you are invited to join in the conversation. So as we speak, please do engage with us. Send through your questions or the comments that you have on your mind. Um, how can you do that, you might ask, and the answer is on WhatsApp and Telegram. The telephone number is 0826572729. Let me say that again, 0826572729. Get those voice notes rolling in. I will shortly share the Facebook live stream uh, to my profile, and you'll be able to see the telephone number and various different other mechanisms for engaging there. Uh, we are on Facebook. The Facebook page is Radio Pulpit, Radio Console. We are on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at 657AM. And uh, as I said, WhatsApp and Telegram. Each Friday, as we begin this conversation and as we engage, we speak to a friend of mine. His name is Michael Swain. He is the executive director of 4SA. Um, Michael studied law abroad. He has been involved in business. He's the co-founder of the uh, His People Every Nation Church movement in South Africa. Uh, and Michael really helps us to connect with and understand what's happening in the high lofty realms uh, of the state and of government and how the church relates to the state and to government. For we say the uh, institution that he works with, the organization that he works with, Freedom of Religion South Africa is a legal advocacy organization working to protect and promote the constitutional right to religious freedom in South Africa. Michael, are you with us, brother? I am. Good morning, Mark, and good morning to listeners. <laughs> Always good to chat to you, my friend. And uh, uh, this morning, uh, I know that there are a number of items that you want to talk about. Um, as a question, even before we get um, to the matters which you sent through to me, Michael, I, I was thinking on the way here this morning, every single week we talk about you know different things, diverse range of, of uh, issues that you guys are addressing and that you're, you're interacting with as an organization. Just in your 
in your opinion and from your kind of seat and uh, with a, with intimate knowledge of what's going on in the country, h- how are things going from a religious freedom point of view? Uh, you know, is, is South Africa um, a land which is free and getting freer or are we a land which is free and becoming shackled? I would say, unfortunately, the latter. You know, we started off um, nearly seven years ago now because there was a case where uh, an atheist couple basically ambushed a church and downloaded a PDF of a marriage seminar that they'd done, a parenting seminar that they'd done. And they then took that and complained to the Human Rights Commission, who then launched a lawsuit against the church, against the pastor. And again, first time I picked this up was when I looked at what they were asking for, which was that these scriptures would be removed from the teaching materials. It was on actually parenting, on the so-called spare the rod spanking the child scriptures. Yes. And they also wanted the pastors to go to resensitization training. And they wanted them to give a commitment to never preach on those scriptures again. And I said at the time to the pastor that this is clearly Uh, a a religious freedom battle because you should be able to share your faith to live out your faith to express your faith to pass your faith on to your children and i have to tell you that although we successfully stopped that case we lost ultimately in the constitutional court um, the parental right to lovingly and reasonably correct your child with some form of physical discipline you literally cannot even raise a hand to your child let alone lay a finger on them so since then unfortunately we have seen so many attempts We saw the uh, CRL Rights Commission trying to regulate religion. We had the uh, hate speech aspect of the hate crimes and hate speech bill where anything you said just about could have potentially been a criminal offence. We had to push that back. Um, We saw the comprehensive sexuality education where an ideological uh, viewed curriculum or content was being pushed into schools. We saw attempts to get religion out of schools altogether in the oh god case so we've been fighting if you like a a battle to hold the line and gradually unfortunately we are seeing this line pushed back and pushed back so i mean you know our, our job we are literally the sort of watchman on the wall in that sense we look at every bit of legislation we look at what's coming out uh, in terms of commissions and reports that are made. We look at court cases that have been filed and we intervene and we do whatever we can to make sure that religious freedom rights, which are in our constitution under section 15, which are also in the equality clause in section nine, um, are protected and promoted. But the bottom line is that it is, uh, if you like, fighting a battle where we're being pushed back. But what we try to do Mark, is we try to fight these battles when they're 100 miles from the city gates as opposed to right up against the wall. And we we are, I think, therefore much better off than other countries. So before I say that's what we dedicate ourselves to do, I think uh, by the grace of God, we've been fairly successful so far. But we are literally now, and we mentioned the Papuda Amendment Bill last week, and we can talk about that some more. We need a better better acronym for that bill, by the way. Papuda just sounds ridiculous. Well, it, it stands for the pr- promotion of, 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 of equality and the protection or protection of equality and the promotion of unfair discrimination. But we, it's known as the Equality Act. Um, that might be a better way of putting it, because <laughs> okay. basically what it was designed to do is to give some sort of teeth or some implementation to the equality clause in Section 9. Yeah. Um, so if you like, we can call it the Equality Act, if that makes it easier. But that and the amendments to it 
Uh, we haven't even talked about what that's going to mean. Um, yeah. And we have now until June the 30th to make our submissions on that. So that's going to be another topic of our conversations in the coming weeks for sure. We're about to do videos on it and a few articles to give some illustrations as to just how dangerous this is. Well, we'll keep our eye on that. And thanks for raising that again. And maybe just point listeners that are interested in everything that you have to say to the website, uh, 4sa.org.za, where they can download information on Papuda and a host of other issues. But I, I know that this morning you want to talk about the 4SA lockdown court case um, and that you filed heads of argument uh, this week. Yes, and that's, again, something which is a serious issue because as you have seen as we are currently still experiencing uh, the lockdown conditions have significantly curtailed our religious freedom rights and there was a point if you remember uh, back in december january when all religious gatherings were banned outright even though other gatherings were allowed to take place mm. and it was really that a moment that caused the gave us the basis for our court case because we argued and we are now arguing in this heads of agreement which is like 70 pages of pretty detailed argument uh, literally a box full of supplementary addendums uh, that go with it that government cannot treat the religious sector unfairly in comparison to other sectors of society what's good for the goose is good for the gander and also government cannot and and should not curtail any of our rights unless it has a very clear reason for doing so and in this instance it would have to be a reason based upon science based upon the data based upon the mm. evidence and the fact that they closed churches while leaving casinos open is just one of the many cases in point where you can see that this wasn't the case so we're now trying to set a legal precedent the, the advantage of setting a legal precedent is this that if government uh, assuming that we win the case were ever to come up with such a, a kind of a disparate form of regulation again, we could then immediately go to the court and get it overturned immediately. Whereas at the moment, every time they change the rules, we're just now on to the next thing and they keep changing the rules and there's almost nothing one can do except, you know, <laughs> complain and follow the rules. We're also trying to get, by the way, religious workers in this case recognized as essential workers because the reality is is that religious workers are, were, and always have been in the front line of these humanitarian and, and health crises. So we believe that it was wrong that government did not recognize that, still to this day has not formally recognized that. And we certainly are looking, as I say, to get that. The, the heads of argument is, is the last leg uh, which everybody has to file before a, a date is set for the court. So we were hoping that they would set one in May. We are now going to be applying for a court date. It's not going to be set in May, um, which actually, honestly, in this instance, isn't such a bad thing because, you know, we're not sure whether this third wave is coming or not. But you typically don't want your case to be heard in the midst of a third wave, if you see what I mean. Uh, you know, sometimes there yes. are factors which judges take into account which aren't purely legal factors they're sort of sociological like for example we, we lost our spanking case because it came about right at the time when there were those terrible attacks uh, from a post office worker murdered a woman in Rondebosch and it was in the middle of the you know violence against women month of, of activate of, of activity and activism and that's when our case was heard how can you possibly say a judge how can they possibly say that it's okay to spank your child you know when you're uh, in, in the middle of a month when you're obviously highlighting the very real issue of violence against so, so the 
the, 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 the timing is very key. Okay. But we are hopefully, hopefully going to get our case heard maybe August, maybe September. And we're certainly, I think, confident that we can win this case. Uh, I mean, just absolutely fascinating how it all comes together and, and, and all the intricacies that are involved. Very grateful for the work that you guys do. Maybe just in closing, Michael, if we can just uh, uh, just hear the feedback that you've received um, from the Department of Basic Education. Uh, we, I think we spoke about that last week or the week before uh, regarding schools and the yes. utilization, uh, churches utilizing facilities on schools. Yeah, well, fairly predictably, they have come back to say that uh, in some particularly poor and rural schools, they cannot suitably disinfect the premises. And therefore, that was the nub of their reason to say that they have to keep these things in place. Plus, of course, the threat of the third wave. And they've referred us back to the Department of Health. Um, but again, you know, I think we just have to unfortunately wait. We, we, we cannot, uh, I think, do anything much more than that. Certainly, if and when this third wave comes or assuming it doesn't come or once it's passed, then I think we're going to be pushing again for that. Because honestly, you know, there is no apparently scientific basis for the virus to stay on a surface for longer than, you know, a few minutes or even a few hours. And of course, therefore, even the disinfecting issue, because it's on a Sunday and school's on a Monday, I don't think that's a really valid argument. But it just goes to show government are in no hurry to allow uh, school premises to reopen to to churches or any other uh, religious gathering use. But that's where we are. Well, brother, do pray that the Lord strengthens your hand and gives you favor, even as you speak to uh, kings on our behalf and uh, uh, in the halls of government, uh, that God would be glorified um, as you guys represent your constituency, uh, primarily the church. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing of victories won, <laughs> um, even as you take on enemies very far from the city gates. So thanks for the work that you do. Really, really do appreciate it. And maybe just once again to point listeners uh, to your website. I know that you have a, a weekly email that you send out, basically informing people of what's going on um, and a number of other very interesting video material that's available there. And the website address is for usa.org.za I'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well um, thanks Michael brilliant thank you so much Mark we look forward to chatting next week every blessing to you cheers bye well listeners um, yeah even as we consider uh, matters of the state and the intricacies and difficulties that the church is facing on that platform uh, this morning we, we turn to a triumphant topic <laughs> we, we do not turn to a dry and dusty topic we turn to a topic which has much relevance much meaning grants us much encouragement and hope and joy in the year and now um, this morning together with uh, Michael Lear from Springs Baptist Church uh, we are going to be talking about the ascension of Jesus Christ and really how that impacts our lives in the present and the kinds of benefits uh, which we have because Jesus Christ our Lord and our King has ascended into heaven Michael even before we start talking about ascension um, tell me something I mean bring me some news of Springs Baptist Church and the people that you serve on the Far East Rand well, good morning, Mark. It's good to be with you again this morning. And, uh, yeah, greetings. Um, 
yeah, the, the Lord continues to show his, his favor upon us as we continue to walk in him. Um, he, he continues to, to lead and guide us. We, we're so blessed to have the word open to us and, and to, to even be able to gather uh, as, as a church yesterday uh, to enjoy Ascension Day. Um, yeah, just being on a bit of leave. But uh, yeah, grateful for what the Lord is doing and continuing to draw people to himself and to mature them in, in the word and uh, to establish his witness and his testimony that we would be salt and light in our community. Now, Michael, uh, I mean, Springs isn't a small uh, city. Uh, it's a large city. Where's about in Springs is Springs Baptist Church? It's in the um, suburb of Selection Park. Uh, yeah. Okay. And if people wanted to know more about the church that you're from, uh, how might they find that? Are you guys on on the the interwebs? <laughs> yeah, we have a website, springsbaptistchurch.org.za. Uh, and uh, yeah, we uh, post uh, on on facebook uh we also have a youtube channel uh in which we uh post our, our messages uh we don't have live feeds uh trying to just encourage the gathering of the saints but uh we, we do make available for for those who are at home uh voice notes and and such so yeah the gathering of the saints just so important um, amen uh, at the moment mm. uh, that the church is the assembled ones it's those who have been called out from the world it's those who assemble together it's those who sing God's word and see God's word in baptism and in the Lord's Supper and who sit under the preaching of God's word and hear the reading of God's word. It's, it's and those. build one another up as brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, you know, I think yeah. what, what one thing I've experienced is that often people feel, okay, well, I have a relationship with the church, I have a relationship with the pastor, but they forget their relationship to one another as members in yes. the body of Christ and just that importance of those relationships. Uh, as the family of God. Mm. So, brother, um, this morning we, we're talking about Ascension Day. Uh, well, we're not talking about Ascension Day. We're talking about an ascended person, right? We're yes. talking about Jesus Christ. Mm. And it just so happens that on the church calendar, often Ascension Day is celebrated uh, on the Thursday, uh, 40 days after the resurrection of Christ, or 40 days after Passover, uh, which is a yeah, it's forty days after forty the, days after the resurrection. After of the Christ. resurrection, yes. which is a thurs, always a Thursday, Thursday yes. and that Thursday was yesterday. Yes, um, and so all around the country, all around the world, people mm. were celebrating Jesus Christ and His ascension. Let's set the scene biblically and maybe just talk about which um, passages um, reference the ascension just so that we have kind of like a biblical foundation of what we're talking about and then we can launch out from there oh the Bible talks about the ascension the Bible talks <laughs> about the ascension that's a great place to start <laughs> um, yeah I mean if, if you go back to the Old Testament you've got Daniel 7 where, where, where Daniel sees the, 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 the Son of Man come into to glory um, you know, I heard a message last night uh, by a friend of mine, Parmesh, on, on John 17, uh, verse 5, that, that indeed for, for, God, for Christ, this Parmesh is him. Parmesh at Witchwood Baptist at Witchwood Church Baptist in the Germiston area. Yeah, yep, in, got in it. the suburb of Witchwood. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at John 17, verse 5, that for Christ, and, and we often do forget about this, that you know, for, for Christ, this was him returning to the glory that he had enjoyed with the Father before he came to earth. Um, and so yeah, I, I preached from Ephesians 1. 
um, and just uh, the, the power of God that raised Christ from the dead, but also seated him at God's right hand. And, and we often, uh, often when it does refer, even in Hebrews 1, where it talks about Christ's resurrection, his resurrection and his ascension are, are so closely associated. And, and yet we, we, we do, we, we observe um, Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, but often the church neglects uh the, the significance of the ascension and indeed how the ascension almost brings everything together without the ascension what really is the significance of the nativity and the crucifixion and the resurrection if it's not the glorification of Christ where he sits at God's right hand and where he has all authority now and the kingdom belongs to him and he's bringing all his enemies under his his footstool indeed the the um the the privileges that we have being a part of him as he's poured out his spirit and and given to his church the fullness of himself as he's only been able to do now that he's ascended uh, indeed even as he said to the disciples in John 16 it's better for you that I go to the father um, and, and indeed even promising the church that you will see greater things. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it, it, the, the scriptures are rich with the subjects of ascension. Indeed, the blessings that we have now in Christ are given to us because Christ is ascended on high and he has poured out um, this blessing upon the church. Uh, we, we stand in such a privileged position as a church and yet often we neglect that privilege uh, i think john stott rightfully just comments on, on ephesians 1 how paul really shows to the church the importance of keeping the balance of christian prayer and christian praise mm. um we, we we sometimes get stuck in the extremes where we're praying for something uh with with, with a level of of not realizing what we've already received or there's the extreme of praising God for all that we have, but neglecting to pray for what we still need. And just an example of that is forgiveness. Mm. Uh, you know, we, 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 we sin against God and, and we're convicted in, our, in ourselves and we ask for forgiveness. And, and it is for us to ask and to pray for forgiveness, realizing that we have already been forgiven mm. completely. And and to avoid the extreme of like, oh, well, I've been forgiven all my sins, past, present, and future, and therefore we stop confessing our sins. And even as Scripture says, confessing our sins not just to the Father, but, but finding accountability in the body of Christ that we can confess our sins to one another. Uh, you, you know, we, we fall in those two extremes and how it is important for us, just as Paul mentions how we're so richly blessed in Christ who is ascended to the Father's right hand and therefore he prays that the church would grow in this knowledge of what they already received. Mm. It's not something that they still to receive. We've received the fullness of Christ in our salvation, the fullness of the Spirit with, with, with which we've been secured uh, and sealed uh, for that day of redemption. Um, yeah, just uh, the, the ascended Christ is so significant for the work of the church that indeed even in the proclamation of the gospel, uh, Christ sits on David's throne and, and as we go forth with the gospel, uh, he, he is drawing people from every nation, tribe and tongue to himself. Mm. The, the, this is an accomplished salvation that is presently being applied by the Holy Spirit, but it is accomplished because our Lord has ascended and sits at the Father's right hand. I mean, even as you're talking about that word sits, I know, I know so much relevance to the fact that Jesus is sitting, that mm. the, part of what he is doing is 
done. Um, it's, he a seated, it's, it's a completed work. And yet we also see pictures of Christ standing to receive the martyr Stephen uh, that he is currently working even mm. now. Um, so much of the Gospels given to the miraculous works of Jesus Christ when he walked um, on the earth and as he interacted with his disciples. Uh, and yet the present work of Jesus Christ is so important to this church age. And, and we, need to, we need to jump into that and dive into that. I, I want to take us to the end of Luke's gospel and actually just read that passage on the right. ascension mm-hmm. so, that, so that we kind of like lay down an anchor. I also want to greet uh, a number of people that have said hi um, and are listening to the show. Uh, Anne-Marie, great to have you with us. Fana, great to have you with us. Justin B, regular listener. And I think Fana, regular listener. Um, great to have you guys with us. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in this morning um, uh, and, uh, and interacting with us. When we talk about the ascension, we, we have the ascension of Jesus Christ uh, recorded in only one of the Gospels. Well, um, Mark has it, but it's in that last section where, sure. you know, the early manuscripts don't have that last yes. section of, of Mark. So normally when I think of Mark's Gospel, this Gospel of immediacy, mm. um, I think of Mark chapter 16 up until I think verse 9 or so, um, really ending at the tomb uh, as as the, the, the women... Uh, identify that Jesus Christ is, is risen and it, and it ends kind of like a little bit leaving questions like like what's this all about mm. um, the next gospel just in terms of the chronology would be John's gospel which ends on the Sea of Tiberias as mm. the disciples are heading toward Galilee uh, in order to meet with the resurrected Lord and they meet with him on the Sea of Tiberias they, they meet and as they are fishing and he walks with them and John written very late in terms of the the process toward the close of the century the church is starting to experience some persecution uh, John's gospel really closes with with the restoration of Peter and, and this the, this reference to 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 some of the difficulties that the church would currently be going through um almost a dark ending in his in his epilogue um, and then you get Matthew's gospel, this triumphant end, Jesus Christ declaring all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he sends his disciples out. Um, you know, his desires really proclamatory and then a commission, a great commission to go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age curious because at that stage Jesus Christ physically present and yet this promise to be with all of his disciples even to the end of the age maybe um, something more at the end of Matthew that is as yet unrealized and then you get Luke's gospel Luke takes us all the way back to Jerusalem Uh, the disciples are meeting they gather together Jesus appears to them he collects them he takes them through the Kidron Valley he gives them the final discussion you know um, uh, that they are to make proclamation in Jerusalem Judea and to all the ends of the earth that they will be witnesses to the death of Messiah, to the resurrection of Messiah, um, and that all men everywhere must repent for the forgiveness of sins. And then we read this from verse 50 of uh, chapter 24 uh, in the Gospel of Luke. He led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshipping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple, 
praising God. Mm. The, the, this, the, the, this change of the disciples over, over a relatively short period. I mean, you know, 40 days before, um, just before the resurrection, they huddled in an upper room. They are concerned. They are nervous. They are worried. Um, and then Jesus is amongst them. And they touch him. And they see him. And they offer him broiled fish. Um, seven days later, same scenario. Um, this time, rather than just the ten, it's the eleven with Thomas, Didymus, and um, and he too sees Jesus Christ, makes a great declaration, "My Lord and my God." Mm. But but still a sense of 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 disciples that are are not yet empowered and um, and are somewhat confused. I mean, Matthew's gospel says that as they get to the to the mountain in Galilee, you know they worship him, but some doubted. You know, you know there's, there's still this 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 sense of confusion in the tale, and yet after these forty days, as Jesus Christ blesses his disciples and ascends into heaven, they return to Jerusalem in a new spirit, um, with a new sense of uh, of of joy welling up in them. They mm. then spend ten days devoted to prayer, waiting for this promised counsel which Jesus has made and it's that ascension that we're talking about the the ascension of Christ which proceeds you know 10 days later the day of Pentecost uh, Sunday in two weeks time um, the day of Pentecost a day of great celebration in terms of the church because of the establishment of the church and the descent of the Holy Spirit and and just the empowerment of of God God's people, first the 120 in that upper room and then later the 3,000 that were added to their number, the, the empowerment with this Holy Spirit and this, this comforter. But we, we're talking about the, this, this, this moment of ascension and then the benefits that roll out to us from that um, and the implications of, of Jesus Christ ascending into heaven, being seated at the right hand of the Father on high. Just in terms of Kind of like that that opening um, setting of the ascension in terms of the biblical narrative and in terms of Luke's gospel. Uh, where do we go from here? What do we do with that knowledge? Well, Luke gives his gospel to Theophilus that he would have an orderly account uh, and indeed the assurance of all that God has accomplished here on earth. And, and Luke moves on then to give... The, the, the record is in his second volume of Acts uh, because Luke does end his gospel just showing that this is the completion of Jesus' earthly existence mm. the, the, the completion the accomplishment of what Christ has done and the transition now with the Holy Spirit this other counselor and helper who would come now um, and, 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 and be with and be in his church yes and and therefore yeah, all all the blessing that is is flowing out from this our, our glorified Lord uh, with the glory that He had with the Father b- beforehand, but but now with with the work accomplished, the, yes. you know He's the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But 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 this is the fullness, the the fullness of the time, the the fullness of 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 of, of the inheritance that was promised to uh, the Israelites. Even as as Paul goes in in Ephesians one to to talk about, uh, you know how 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 this is all given in the person 
of Jesus Christ, the glorious eternal treasure of, of, of heaven and how now the, the, the kingly reign of Christ, he, he is uh, coronated, he is crowned, he is reigning uh, now and, and, and the gospel that goes forth and the church that expands even as, as Nebuchadnezzar saw that hand that was or, or the stone that was cut out without uh, the, the, the use of human hands but brings, to, to, you know, crushes uh, earthly kingdoms while it itself just grows to be a mountain that fills the earth I mean th- this is where, where we are the, the, the great uh, age of just seeing Christ moving forward and conquering I mean you know even when we, we see persecution coming upon the, 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 the church in, in Jerusalem but through that the gospel expands mm. to where God's to where Jesus said it should go to Samaria and to uh, the rest of Judea and, and, and people begin to uh, believers begin to go forward with the gospel but then even in church history as we've seen nations rise and, and expel missionaries from uh, the, their lands and yet when these curtains have been raised we see that the church has actually grown in the midst of all of that I mean we can see Christ's reign and, and his purpose it, 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 it's a reign in people's hearts it, it's, it, as, even as Jesus confessed to Pilate my kingdom's not of this world we're not looking for some utopia here. It really is his his reign as he has made peace for us with God, as he has poured out his peace upon us as the church, as he's made us ministers of reconciliation. I mean, we don't fight with the weapons of this world. We 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 fight with 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 with, with the power of the Holy Spirit in love and joy and kindness that we can bestow upon all our enemies. So, like as you're talking, my eschatological alarm bells sure. are going off because yeah. we 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 might differ in terms of the end game, right? Yeah. Uh, it's somewhat okay. Mm. So I I would agree with you. Um, the kingdom is the reign and rule of God extended in the hearts of man. That this is true. The kingdom of God is. Um, we see that as Christ says the kingdom of God is near um, as as uh, John the Baptist you know calls out repent for the kingdom of God is near um, I, I do look forward uh, with expectation to see a physical kingdom as a fulfillment to many many glorious promises both in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament and revelations um, of John as we come to the close of the canon and we might differ a little bit in terms of what that looks like and its physical presence and and such however I think where we do find agreement is that currently Jesus is king right he is seated at the right hand of his father and according to his own declaration and sovereign promise he is building his church and against the gates of Hades will not prevail Mm. that this is Christ's church that it is currently being built it is currently expanding and even when those persecutions come it is a kingdom that will stand yes. because it has a great and glorious king <laughs> who Amen. is who who is building a citadel that will not be conquered mm. Um, just uh, as we've been speaking, a number of people have been commenting. Do you want to say hi to uh, Rencia? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, great to have you listening in, as well as Justin, who says that he is growing even as he is listening, like um, enjoying the conversation. Just a uh, just a slight pause, because I, I always love to use this this word, this concept of the beauty of Jesus Christ. 
Um, we, we often see beauty in Jesus as he is a babe lying in a manger, you know, kind of like a hallmark Christmas card um, beauty that the world can appreciate. Um, very often people struggle to see beauty on a blood splattered cross and yet the the truth is the love of God you know in a way that Hallmark could never capture um, is demonstrated as Jesus bleeds and dies for the sins of man with absolute intent on those whom his love is focused upon there is a a joyous celebration um, at the resurrection um, a, a particular kind of excitement uh, as Easter rolls around. I, I don't know about you, but we certainly saw it in our numbers. You know, <laughs> our Easter service was absolutely chock a block, glorious celebration, um, because people remember the majestic, splendorous, miraculous work, the the center of the Christian message that in actual fact Jesus Christ has conquered. He is alive. He's conquered death. He's conquered death and just this excitement. The ascension largely gets lost, but for all the wrong reasons, Mm. because Jesus is no less glorious, no less majestic, no less splendorous. In Mm. fact, even more so. you, You spoke about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago about this glorified body of Christ and this glorious existence and I'd, I'd just like to to draw that out a little bit because in rea- in reality we serve not just a risen Lord we serve not just a savior who died that we might live but but right now we serve this this king who has come to his crown he is seated on his um on his seat um he is glorious and majestic and splendorous and most beautiful even right now you do you want to just kind of expand a little bit on the glories of christ so if i could just read from ephesians 1 verse uh, verse 20 to 23 uh, where, where Paul just talks he says he God God the Father exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens mm. far above every ruler and authority power and dominion and every title given not only in this age but also in the one to come and he subjected everything under his feet Psalm 8 verse 6 and appointed him as head over everything for the church which is his body the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way uh, Christ is above all authority yes. um, he, he, he said to his disciples in giving the great commission all power and authority that this is really the the the, the the, the very showing of that power and authority that he reigns above all uh, his his glory if we want to call it his his weightiness is evident in the heavens that he reigns he is the ultimate authority all things are subjected to him and and being subjected to him yes it, it is a present kingdom it is a progressive kingdom and yet we're still looking forward to uh, you know when, when, final state. When, when, <laughs> when the king will come to crush all yes. those uh, enemies and we're told you know that the final enemy is is death I mean this is all accomplished and yet it's it, it's progressive I mean truly you know this is filled with hope 
yeah. even as Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1 that the hope that we have of, of our resurrected bodies and, and even though we still struggle we, we have the power to overcome and to be more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us in, in all of life we, we, we have the knowledge of, of Jesus' inheritance of all the nations as, as uh, the, the Father promises in Psalm 2 mm. uh, this is all being fulfilled as a result of the ascension yes. as as people from every tribe, language, and tongue are being united to, his, to, to Christ and becoming a part of his body and, and so expanding the kingdom of God in every nation, tribe, and tongue as we will see fully fulfilled in Revelation 5 even as we hear the, the praises of, yes. the, of, of the people, this kingdom of priests. I'm, I'm just loving the activity that's coming through yeah. at the moment. number of people just so excited of this conversation about the glorious king. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Smith, uh, very very encouraging conversation. Christ is the most beautiful and glorious one. Uh, Glenn Williams, long-time listener, and shout-out to Glenn, who is involved with Makanyo Theological College, uh, often listens in on the show, often makes con- uh, comments, uh, always enjoy them, says the ending of each gospel highlights the purpose of each. Matthew mm. uh, presenting Jesus as king, and so Jesus ascends into heaven with all authority. Mark presenting Jesus as servant, and so ends with him seated at the right hand of the Father. Submitting to him like a servant Um, Luke presenting Jesus as a man To show the end of his human ministry Um, And John presenting Jesus as God And ends with Jesus forgiving and reinstating John uh, Which only God can do Thanks Glenn for those comments Peter uh, uh, Peter, sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that correction. <laughs> good, 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 good note. I just want to pick up on this, this, uh, this Ephesians text. What a wonderful text! This, Amen. This uh, exercised his power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand, and this crescendo, this mm. triumph, um, and then speaking of the church, and and then just noting how how. Paul then talks about how that church is established and, constitu- and constituted yes. in Ephesians chapter 2. A wonderful flow. You know, just the deadness of the human heart. The depravity, but, the demonization of, of, of what we were outside of Christ. Outside of Christ. And, and then, how, but God in his made mercy. us alive. <laughs> in his mercy. And, and grace and, and, and this faith being a mm. gift and prepared for good works. And, and, and seated us. With Christ, with Christ in in Ephesians two verse five, yeah, and, and and just how how the ascension of Jesus Christ connected to this to this body, this church which has been built, um, connected to this great salvation which has been given and mm. been wrought within the hearts and the minds, just how 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 closely tied all of these things are. Jesus has ascended into heaven. We read then in Ephesians chapter 4 that as he ascended, he gave gifts. Um, He gave gifts. And so his ascension uh, and his gift giving is part of the building of his church. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 speaking about how apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastor teachers are given that that we might be edified and grown to the full man. Clearly Christ's ascension uh, achieved more than just his change in location from an earthly address to a heavenly address. From uh, an earthly standing and ascending to a heavenly being seated, um, it was more than just a geographic change. Uh, there was a gifting and a benefit that that we derive from this. Do, do you want to unpack just those kinds of benefits in a moment? Because we're going to have to we're going to have to cross over to 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 a bit of a break at uh, ten o'clock, and that's coming up in in about nine minutes. But do you want to start to just talk about some of the benefits that we have in Christ? ascension 
the benefits and, and the gifting that we have in Christ's ascension. Mm. You're talking about like spiritual gifts in the church? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, if Ephesians chapter 4 talks about how he, he gave to the church, uh, firstly, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, uh, for the purpose of equipping the, the saints, as indeed the, the ministry of the word and the equipping of the spirit uh, equips the saints for the works of ministry uh, to build up the, the body of Christ. And, and, and he talks about the, the body. I mean, uh, Paul's emphasis in Ephesians is to show, you know, Christ in the church and the church in Christ and, and all that uh, Christ is doing and how Christ does gift the church. Uh, and every member in the church to be able to serve in in respective ways. And yes, th there was transitioning. I mean, you know, we, we have the apostles, and and we know that the apostles were those who were who, who were called by Christ and designated to be apostles uh, by Christ. The the prophets who, who spoke and revealed the scriptures, uh, the, the evangelists, uh, and and now we we have the, these offices of of pastors and teachers as as the the canon is 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 is, is completed in the revelation of Christ we truly have all of these riches and these blessings given to us in Christ that we can serve one another as the body of Christ and it shows the level ground of how you know being one in Adam we were all on level ground as sinners and 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 as he writes in Ephesians chapter 2 dead damned disobedient demonized under the power of this world following the desires of our flesh so now in Christ we we stand on on this higher ground united with all the saints and and all the believers and and the call is that we are to grow in this knowledge and understanding of all that Christ has uh, given to us um, yeah R remarkable I mean, it, re it, it really is remarkable what Jesus Christ has accomplished and what he is currently doing as he as he builds his church now now one of the key reasons why Jesus said that he would go um, was that he would send another um, right in his place yeah um, a counselor mm. uh, the Holy Spirit and, and so tied up in the ascension of Jesus Christ is the sending of the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father and from the Son um, uh, tied up in, in, in Jesus Christ's change in location in geographic location is him sending the Spirit who then empowers the church uh, 10 days later um, why is it um, that, that, that we as believers um, tend to spend most of our time looking backward uh, 2,000 years to the events of the cross, rightfully so, for Absolutely. it's surely the center mm. of the biblical story. And so uh, I don't want to undermine that at all, but we, we, we seem to lose seem to lose sight of the present joy that we have in that Jesus is with us, if not physically because he is present in heaven but he is present with us certainly spiritually for that was his promise at the at the end of Matthew why is it that we don't take joy in this take delight in this celebrate this more I, I mean I, I just I, I get the feeling that Ascension Day services are out of vogue certainly the public holiday is is no yeah. longer with us that that we seem to forget 
the right. importance of this moment um, on our church calendar, um, and, and yet remember others. What are we forgetting? So in, in, in as much as you say that we forget about it on our church calendar, interestingly, nowhere in the scriptures are we commanded to observe these oh, days. 100%, yes. And, and, and so, you know, in terms of, you know, just, Walking in obedience to what God tells us to do, we're not sure. called to observe these days. Yes, but it is important for us to be remember to, to remember the significance of these events. Yes, uh, it, when, I like it, that. when it comes to days, it really is the Lord's Day, the Fellowship of the Saints that, that, that that's that's given and commanded that we are to uh, give ourselves to, and it's wonderful that we can take opportunity to to gather uh, more often in you know Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, um, Ascension Day. And and other opportunities on a weekly basis, but th- th- there's there's no mandate that we can say people have to attend these services as we do when it comes to the Lord's Day, and 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 what Christ has uh, put forward for us in the fellowship of the saints on the Lord's Day, the first day of the week, as we see the church was was gathering together. Um, so getting back to your 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 question, uh, the, the, the 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 significance, mm. um, uh, you know, of observation of of these days. Yeah, it's not about the 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 the, the net. Well, it's it's good for us to know that these did happen on definite days, even as we might there might be disagreement as regards the, the actual um, days. But yeah, just just the significance. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember the the, the question. Uh, I kind of got distracted well, when it was about the yeah. observation of the days. It's not about just why why are we why why do we seem to forget why 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 is this oh, not yes, an emphasis yeah. for the church the, in in our age? What, what, I I appreciated reading um, Martin Lloyd Jones on this, and, and and he was just saying, you know, we need these reminders, like in Ephesians one, how Paul's so deliberate to remind the church of all that they've been blessed with in Christ, because we do we we get so busy in the things of this world, we we we, we get so 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 caught up in 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 these things, we we need to be taking time often to fix our eyes on on Jesus even as we're told in in Colossians chapter 3 as as Paul uh, urges and encourages the church to set their mind on things above mm. uh, he writes there in, uh, in in Colossians 3 verse 1 so if you have been raised with Christ seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds on things above not on earthly things for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And then practically, he just says, now put to death what belongs to the flesh. Mm. Because the power of God has been given to you. Put to death. Rid yourself of frivolity in, in this life. Uh, yes, you know, move forward in victory. Move forward in enjoyment in Christ and all that he's given to you. But but put on the new man. Put on the new man that's been conformed to the image of Christ. Uh, stop lying to one another, he says, since you've put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. Look for opportunities to serve. See your employment as service of Christ. That's what he often writes in Ephesians and Colossians. Practically, uh, don't look to just uh, impress your 
employer, recognize that there is one in authority over your employer. And, and may he see that your services is higher. You're not serving just for, uh, to, to be pleasing to the eye of your employer, but, but, but you're working diligently. You're working hard so that you can't even negotiate should terms come that could be uh, disadvantageous to your Christian witness. That you can say, hold, hold on, this is where I stand. When we come back after the break, we're going to continue this conversation. Just this recognition of Jesus Christ, our ascended, glorious King. As we go to break, I've noted a number of people have been um, commenting. Great. Uh, uh, Gay as well as Penny. Um, and talking about Ascension Day services, which they celebrated uh, even last night. Listen, if you are in a church which celebrated Ascension Day, either yesterday morning or last night, I'd love to hear about it. And you can make us aware by engaging with us mm. on WhatsApp or Telegram, uh, 0826572729. We'd love to hear those stories. Um, or you can drop into the comments on Facebook, uh, Radio Pulpit, Radio Console. We're currently live streaming our on that um, uh, on that medium or, or even just drop a Twitter message our, our handle is at 657am we are looking forward to hearing from you looking forward to hear some, some of the stories of Ascension Day services um, around the country and even for those who are listening abroad um, on other continents maybe you didn't, you weren't at an Ascension Day service maybe you watched one uh, online would be interested to hear um, about that as well. We are now going to go to a music break uh, followed by advertisements uh, right now we will be listening to uh, Let It Out um, by Ye B Lions well, listeners, it is great to be on radio together with you uh, this morning. And by together with you, I, I mean that you are listening to a conversation between myself and Michael Lear, who pastors at Springs Baptist Church. A good friend of mine, Teresa, says greetings all. Uh, Teresa, long-time listener. Um, long-time listener, uh, he says that you two sound like you have the same preaching style. Ha ha ha! Cool, <laughs> nice, nice one, Teresa. Um, uh, lo- lovely to be on on radio with Michael, uh, talking about Jesus Christ, our ascended, glorious, resurrected, seated at the right hand of the Father King. Um, we're talking about his ascension. We're talking about the ramifications of his ascension, um, the benefits, the, the the joy that we have uh, that Jesus Christ, while not with us, is indeed present with us by his spirit. Um, Penny Strait made a great observation along those lines. She said when Jesus was here on earth, he could not physically be in more than one place. Now with the Holy Spirit having been sent by him, he is at every meeting that honors him and with every believer every moment of every day what a joyful reality we have in terms of our relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior mm. um, again just uh, uh, conversations and notes about Ascension Day services um, Gay in Port Elizabeth says that we are ac- uh, we celebrated Ascension Day gloriously last evening and I'm going to assume because I, I I know which uh, church her and her husband uh, attend that that was a at St. John the Baptist, uh, which strangely enough is an Anglican church uh, in Warmer of Port Elizabeth. The King of Kings was worshipped. Uh, love that 
testimony. Be interested to hear who else uh, interacted. Uh, for myself, we didn't have a service last night. We had a Bible study, uh, an ongoing training for Bible study and church leaders, uh, where we were talking about bibliology uh, last night. Uh, but this morning, when I woke up, I listened to a conversation of R.C. Sproul, um, where he spoke about the ascension of Jesus Christ and the current joy and the current benefits that the church has um, because of the resurrection of the uh, dear Savior Jesus Christ our Lord. Brother, as we continue now into the second hour uh, of this conversation uh, about ascension, um, you and I during the break were just talking of 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 this sending out of the Holy Spirit and 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 the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the benefits that that Jesus promised we would have, um, because He ascended and because He sent another. Uh, what are some of the 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 work, the present work of the person and the work of the Holy Spirit of God? Hmm. Well, initially, as Jesus uh, prepared his disciples for his going and, and promised the Holy Spirit, he promised that they would receive this counselor who would guide them into all truth and, and indeed fill them and enable them to be able to pen down the, the remaining scriptures, as as it were. And, and it's wonderful to see, even at uh, Pentecost, how, yes. you, you know, often as Christians, even we, we, we develop this like dichotomy where we don't see that the Spirit and the Word work together they I mean sure. even you know, sanctification again, salvation right. everything and even getting back to Ephesians and Colossians you got Ephesians 5 which talks about do not be drunk with wine but be filled with the Holy Spirit and the resultant effects of of, of singing praises and and, and 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 edifying the saints where in Colossians 3 it says well be full let the word of of Christ dwell in you richly yes. and, and therefore with those same results and effects you know we, we, we sometimes do and then we you know label churches as being you know uh, and, and they do they emphasize the Holy Spirit maybe to the uh, uh, to, 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 to the um, lack of the scriptures or you know we uh, Churches like ours might be accused of emphasizing the scriptures to the lack of the spirit, but yet you know these two work together. I mean, the spirit is the one who is the the, the very one who moved these men to pen the scriptures. Mm. He, he is the one who who gave us the scriptures, and he's the one who blesses the ministry of the scriptures to to work effectually in applying this completed work of Christ to apply it to the hearts and minds of not just men and women but boys and girls mm. you know we, again I think going back to our, our previously when we spoke about you know ministering to the family and things yes. we are the ones who don't understand what little children understand we can't say they don't understand we're the ones who, who actually don't understand what children are able to understand and we know from the scriptures as Paul writes to the church at Corinth that these the spiritual truths are spiritually discerned. It's the Spirit of God that applies these truths and 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 and, and who, who who works effectually in our hearts to to to, to break our, our cold hearts mm. and to allow this the seed of the gospel to penetrate uh, and 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 bring us to salvation. And so, so you know, again, that that that's God's prerogative in terms of when and 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 when He does that in somebody's life. Uh, but the benefits of salvation are given so freely and fully 
at salvation. You know, it's not that there's, well, 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 now you need this other experience after salvation. I mean, all of this is given in salvation. And Paul's careful to write that um, we're given the fullness of the Spirit. It's by the Spirit that we we turn to the Lord and cry out, Abba, Father, by the Spirit of God within us. And that Spirit is given to us and we call to be to, to be filled with the Spirit. He is our counselor. He is our, our God. He, is, he, he leads us subjectively in paths of righteousness where we have the Word of God is the objective map to ensure that we're not being led by our own spirit or by the spirit of this world and the Holy Spirit convicts uh, us of righteousness and, con- and convicts us of sin and, and leads us uh, ba- back to Christ I mean and the promise that we you know Jesus will never leave us uh, nor forsake us and, and and for the church as we gather together not just uh, to worship him but even in terms of making decisions on church business the, the fullness of Christ by the spirit that's known there mm. as the church gathers together to discern the mind of Christ from the word of God mm. um, so significant um, you, you know, we, we do, we, we think of what we receive in terms of gifts and things like that, but often we neglect, you know, the person of Christ, the person of, of the Holy Spirit yes. um, in, in all these dynamics. And uh, yeah, the, the relationships that we have with him who is our king, yet our brother, with him who is our Lord and our friend. Mm. Um, and yeah. So jesus christ uh, when we talk about his person we 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 will often in the next sentence begin to talk about his works Mm. we would talk about his you know far distant works his his work of creation spoken about at the beginning of john's gospel for instance uh, that jesus christ was instrumental in creating the heavens and the earth and all that is in them Uh, we might reference some of the theophanies or or christophanies in the old testament and talk about Christ's work as we see it even through the Old Testament and the hints of uh, of his interactions um, but then obviously we've, we have the gospel accounts and so we would talk about Christ's immediate work during his earthly life the miracles, his teaching ministry um, his sacrificial death as a lamb that was slain to take away the sins of the world at his ascension his role and his work changed mm. um, he ascends into heaven he is now seated at the right hand of the father um, but he's not sitting waiting for the next big event on the Christian calendar um, and you and I might not discuss today what that is um, but he's not waiting for the next big event uh, with, with nothing to do in the interim no Jesus Christ is actively working in the year and now mm. uh, do you want to maybe just flesh out some of the things that our ascended glorious King Jesus Christ is doing because they are astounding works Hebrews talks about him as our great high priest who has sat down you know with, with no longer any sacrifice to be made uh, for sin the sacrifice is given he's he's seated and yet even as as Stephen is martyred in act 7 he sees Christ standing waiting to receive him um, mm. he, he is our great high priest who, who we hear of in Hebrews who sympathizes with us in our weakness because he's taken on our flesh N- never sympathizing with falling into sin he sympathizes with our weakness oh, and that's gives so us good. grace don't, don't you want to just repeat that again he, he sympathizes with the weakness of our flesh but he doesn't sympathize with us when we sin yes 
he, he sympathizes with us in our weakness and he gives us his grace and he Excellent. gives us his power to overcome temptation as we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Yes. You know, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Uh, Christ is our high priest who has this power and this power is available to us yeah. that, that, that we can, we, we can struggle with these things and we, but we can overcome sin. We can overcome these, these weights that, 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 that trip us up. We can fix our eyes on Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith and run this race with perseverance. I mean, this is just so important that I don't want us to gloss over it. And I, and I just want to underline it so that listeners might, might just get the opportunity to think through what you have just said. The text that you're referring to is Hebrews chapter 4 uh, from verse 14 we read, therefore since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, it, it really is an ascension text, mm. let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now you connected that text with present progressive sanctification. And the reason why I got so excited is because, I mean, this is a real practical outworking of the ascension of Jesus Christ, that he's our high priest, that he is uh, ultimately uh, one priest, one sacrifice, standing at the at the right hand of God, seated at the right hand of God in heaven, um, and that he is for us, empowering us, even in this present age, um, uh, enabling us to not have not be under the power and the dominion of sin um, but increasingly be under the power and the dominion of Jesus Christ our Amen. Lord and our Savior and so we never have to get overwhelmed with our circumstances we, we, we have one who has been in the flesh just, just as we are and we read in the Gospels you know how, how Jesus was never hurried yes. in, in his ministry even when oh, he's you've called, given me hope as he, you he, said even, that you he, don't have he, to be overwhelmed in our circumstances what a, what a glorious truth I, I, I'm always astounded in John 11 when when you know, Mary and Martha send the messengers to Jesus. You know, yes. the one you love is sick. Yes. And it says Jesus loved them and he waited two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Lazarus is dead. Let's go that the son might be glorified. Yeah. And and Martha's like, if only you were here, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, you know, But I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? Amen. I believe. <laughs> amen. And so, you know, we, we don't, in, in the midst of those circumstances that we, we tend to to be overwhelmed in and I mean this is again what Martin Lloyd-Jones like just brought out why yes. we need to fix our eyes and be heavenly minded in fact be maximally heavenly minded so that you can be of maximal earthly good we often think sure. you know, don't be too heavenly minded that you know of, of hey no I've said good. that before and I just realize no. I, as I'm listening to what you're saying no. um, how, how true that is we set our gaze on Christ that we actually might be ministers of reconciliation in this world Christ is with us mm, helpful it, it, you know we we're not we're not isolating ourselves that's not heavenly minded you know secluding ourselves just me and god it it really is i mean when we reconciled to christ we are brought into the family of god and wherever we we, we go his 
he is with us um his his people are near to us it's been amazing sometimes when you know you're in a situation and you feel like maybe you're the only follower of christ around you and yet you know through something god just once again shows his all-sufficient grace that uh, he has given to us all that we need for life and godliness as peter writes to the church as well and that's been given to us now by our ascended lord uh, th- that indeed we, we can live um victorious lives Mm. Um, and, and, and yeah, not getting overwhelmed in situations uh, because Christ is with us and he does. Even in our weakness, he gives us his grace, which is sufficient to strengthen us and to enable us to faithfully serve him in all things. Uh, we, we do. We constantly need to get reminded of this, that we don't fall prey to just uh, worldly living and thinking and behaving and this victim mentality where I just I can't help but be in this yes i can't help but you know no we we can yeah by god's grace and his victory he is our great high priest and yet when we do sin he is our advocate before the father that that when we do fail him and fail him we do every single day and the accuser of the brethren's there saying ah look at it michael did it again jesus says and 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 with full knowledge I've I've paid for that sin and again like, well, you well know, Michael the, you change you change yeah. your gears here and I, and I just want to make the I just want to make the change noted mm. for for those that are listening in we we've spoken about the person of Christ we're now speaking about the work of Christ and we're speaking about the present work of Jesus Christ in terms of the fact that he has ascended into heaven he is seated at the right hand of the father and we started off by speaking about um, Jesus being the great high priest but the change of gear came when you said but that's not uh, that's not all which Jesus is doing on mm. our behalf not only is he our great high priest which gives us then bold access to the throne of grace but Jesus Christ presently is also an advocate for us before the father and and so j- just as we change that gear I just want to make listeners aware that that Christ is fulfilling these roles right now Amen. Um, high priest and now advocate and and maybe just flesh out this role and this work of advocacy so when we sin and and, and we still do we, we still do battle with sin I mean I, I often look at m- mature believers and I think man I've, I've never seen you sin and yet they'll often say to me you know you don't know the battles that go on within my heart and this is where Paul even concludes Ephesians just talking about the spiritual battle that we face and why we need to put on the the armor of God to stand firm and and standing firm to pray Uh, we've been given all of this as he opens the book of Ephesians and and then at the end of Ephesians again pray uh, stand firm pray pray also for me Paul says Mm. that that as my mouth is open I'll be equipped and able he he Christ has paid it all. His sacrifice is sufficient uh, f- for our sins. And and fully known, knowing us and knowing our sin, he died for us. We don't know the recesses of our heart and the, the darkness that might still need to be revealed by the light of the word of God. Yes. This is why we can't trust in our own understanding. We need to lean fully on, on the Lord's understanding. But as he shows as as that light is shone through the through the reading through the preaching of God's word through the fellowship with the saints and as people will show to us blind spots as that light is shone it's not simply shone to expose the sin it's shone to expel the sin mm. 
And, 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 and when we then think, oh, well, how could God love me since I'm still trapped in this? It is again for us to realize the fullness of Christ's work accomplished for us mm. and, 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 and to uh, apply ourselves to, 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 to the knowledge that, you know, even as we may accuse, even as our own hearts would accuse us, as John says, there is one who is greater than our hearts. And, and Christ is that advocate who, knowing us fully, has has died for us and has paid the full pen, penalty for our sin. And so, when when Satan would accuse, when others would accuse, when we would accuse ourselves, uh, Christ is that advocate who has uh, paid all, all for all our sins. When 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 the, when the accuser would come, Christ steps forward as that perfect mediator. And says yes, and 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 look. I mean, even in his glorified body, he bears those marks. He he stands as the Lamb who was slain. <laughs> you know, Michael, as you've been, to, I, I I think I got a little bit too excited. I took my I took my eye off the conversations that were coming in, and the comments, and the questions that were rolling in, mm-hmm. and just because I was enjoying this conversation of our risen Jesus Christ um, so much. Um, and some of that is actually relevant to a question that's coming up. Um, Justin, in response to the conversation that we're having, just says, yo. <laughs> I, I think he's really enjoying uh, consuming and, and eating the content because he's gazing upon the person of Jesus Amen. Christ. Uh, Inna makes the, makes the comment that uh, he or she can't find uh, any scripture in the Bible on the church celebrating Ascension Day, and and that is a well-made point, but one that you addressed in the first right, hour of yeah, the show. So, that so, this isn't a mandatory celebration, right? Uh, and, and and we can't insist upon the, the the this fellowship. It it is the the significance of the event rather than the observation of the day, yes. which is given to us in scriptures. But 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 I, I I would say that what we are doing is acknowledging that because the event has taken place, right. the role of our Savior has changed, and we're looking really and focusing on the present ministry of Jesus Christ and the present ministry of the Holy Spirit with a view to him coming again in glory and and it is a recognition that it was a day in history that he ascended to the Father's right hand, and we do know that it was forty days after his resurrection yes that, that he gave to his disciples proof of his resurrection for 40 days this was no figment of their imagination which they saw something for 40 days he gave these proofs of his resurrection yes, first, first and then Peter he ascended and James and the rest of the disciples and then even up to 500 people at one time we one read Corinthians in 1 15. Corinthians 15 yeah. yes yeah. Um, Penny makes the observation and uh, just another thought that uh, Jesus is ascended Satan is very afraid when he tries to accuse me um, he knows who our lawyer our advocate is and I think that's bouncing off uh, this conversation in terms of the the present role and advocacy of Jesus Christ Um, Peter what a what a great comment Um, he has uh, put I was actually just during the break trying to find the lyrics of a song and I I couldn't find it Um, he's pointed out that when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within Upward, I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Wow. Just this, this upward gaze Amen. of the church through every age, um, looking to Jesus Christ, their Savior, the author and the perfecter of their faith. And how wonderful to have these songs that we can sing in church that are so rich with scriptural content that we can meditate upon and remember in those times of weakness and difficulty when we tend to be overwhelmed that we can apply ourselves <laughs> to not just sing but to practice oh man um, I, I, I've actually been I, I, I 
our worship leaders um, choose the lyrics for songs on Sunday and uh, our lyrics have been chosen at Crystal Park Baptist Church. Uh, Richard sent out the set list today. I can't wait to go and take a look and see often in the in the fourth verses of songs there's this, this talk of Jesus Christ, our ascended King and our expectation of his second coming, uh, glorious and triumphant and majestic as, as he comes to gather his own to himself. Uh, Glenn, excellent, um, went to the Heidelberg Catechism, um, giving us three reasons why it's good that Jesus ascended into heaven. Um, and what benefit the question in the Heidelberg Catechism is, um, do we receive from Christ's ascension into heaven? And the answer is first, that he is our advocate in the presence of his Father in heaven. Second, that we have our flesh in heaven, a, sh- a sure pledge that he as the head will also take us as his members up to himself. And mm. thirdly, that he sends us his spirit as an earnest uh, by whose power we seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God and not things on earth. Now, it's very interesting. As we've been talking, I, I think we have checked off um, pretty much every sentence uh, in that in that answer. And, and and Glenn, thank you so much for sending yeah, thanks, it in. Glenn. But 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 maybe I, I just want to I just want to raise one which which I think we either undercooked or, or haven't really been speaking about, um, and that's this idea that. Uh, we have our flesh in heaven as mm. a sure pledge that he as the head will also take us his members up to himself that uh, and just this this joyful expectation I, I mean the christian message is one ultimately of hope and it's also one of eternity that we could not save ourselves god is holy and man is sinful unable to redeem himself unable to pay the great and dreadful price demanded that, that our sins demand and, and yet the hope comes in that Jesus came into this world and died as a substitute for our sins and rose from the grave on the third day and that's where it starts getting exciting because our belief as as Christians is that if God had the power to raise Jesus from the dead surely has the power to raise us from the dead Mm. too and our hope is tied up in this that uh, in his resurrection there is a a a victory a, a declaration of triumph against this world and against sin and against the devil and against death obviously that final foe um to be vanquished one day forever and ever um and then in ascension as christ ascends into heaven we have this hope that if jesus christ uh, our our glorious king who is now god and man with no uh, undiluted mix um uh, he is both fully god and fully man but there is a man seated at the right hand of the father physically seated at the right hand of the father fully god and fully man and our hope is that jesus christ will one day come and collect his own Mm. um now i would you know roll out um the end of the book of revelation and look for a kingdom set up a physical kingdom set up um but where you and i would both find um a sweet spot of uh, singularity is this expectation of an eternal state uh, a a final chapter yes uh, the old heavens and the old earth passing away uh, and the establishment of, of this glorious picture of heaven where we get to praise Jesus Christ mm. um, um, forever and ever um, as 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 glorified humans ourselves in bodies that are not shackled by by the penalty or the power of death or even the presence of death um, but forever and ever praising his glorious name 
Indeed, the mighty gulf that God did span. I mean, as, as Jesus took on our flesh, but, but now in that resurrected body, he is the first fruits, the very hope of our glory, uh, that, that we would not um, grow faint-hearted, that we would strengthen these weak knees and, and limp hands in service of our God with, with the hope that we have of Christ who is there at the Father's right hand interceding for us, undertaking for us, even as he has given to us everything we need for life mm. and uh, godliness. Just what absolute joy i mean it, it, it's just it's a it's such a wonderful almost overwhelming topic um when we speak about jesus christ and of course his ascension into heaven um does begin the the conversation of his second coming mm. it, it does begin that conf- conversation of ju- not just the hope that we have that he is there but the expectation that we have that he will come again um in fulfillment of just so many um, uh, prophecies both in the Old Testament and in the New I, I read a while back um, and I stand corrected uh, I, you might uh, be able to just just make this uh, rather than a, 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 a more kind of pointed stat um, but that for every one verse that predicted that prophesied the first coming of Christ there are and I'm going with eight verses that prophesy the second coming of Christ, the, sure. the great and glorious triumphant return and the establishment of a kingdom forever and ever. And uh, you know, just if, uh, if the one set of prophecies are settled in terms of human history, one can be assured then that the second set of prophecies is soon to come, um, looking forward to that imminent uh, arrival of our king. Brothers, we, as we talk about our response then to the fact that Jesus is ascended into heaven and I'm, I'm talking now just real practical response we, we've spoken about some of the you know spiritual benefits and uh, and this but 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 how should we as believers um, take all of this in um, how, sh- how should we be be responding to everything that we've been speaking about this morning well, it is, as, as even the apostles write in the Gospels, that we are to consider ourselves dead to this world and, and, and the things of this world, but alive to Christ. That everything we do, we see as an act of service of our King, even as the proclamation in, in Psalm 2. Uh, so now, kings, be wise. Receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the sun, or he will be angry, and you will perish in your rebellion, for his anger may ignite at any moment. All who take refuge in him are happy. Mm. It is. I mean, that everything we do is is, is given a whole new purpose and a whole new meaning. Uh, we, we do see that, that Christ's redemptive work is at, at work in us as he is sanctifying us and indeed using us as ministers of reconciliation. He who has reconciled us back to God, making peace with God. We, we are a people of reconciliation. We, we work towards not allowing the divisions and dissensions to come amongst us. We, we peace 
makers, not as as the sons of God, we're peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Mm. Um, we 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 don't want to make mountains out of molehills, mm. but 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 we certainly don't want to break fellowship for the littlest of, of of things. We we want to hold scriptures open, and we want to mature in the mind of Christ, that our service may be increasingly more pleasing to Him. Yes. We read about how the church is the bride of Christ, being washed mm. with the the wrinkles and the and, and the spots being removed. Yes. In anticipation of his return, um, th- th- this this is the the, the 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 wonderful glory that is at work in us as we have been transformed uh, from one degree in the likeness of Christ to another. Mm. Uh, that we wouldn't just look to our own personal sanctification, but the sanctification of the body of Christ. This yes. this is a a corporate. Um, Walk that we call to the family of God, the people of God, people who were not a people, yes, yes. but now are people, and are called to make the people, uh, the Jews, jealous <laughs> as they see God's blessing upon us, yeah, and and indeed that they would be drawn as they see the fullness of the blessings come to us in Christ, yes, um, that, that they would be drawn to Him as we see will be fulfilled, as there will be a turning of 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 Jews back to Him. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, Romans eleven. Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm, I'm pretty au fait with that particular passage. I was loving the way you were dropping it. <laughs> you know, uh, just uh, on the outside listening in, uh, Justin says that he is in tears. Um, Liesel says, "What a great talk!" Um, may we be ever more mindful of Christ and His second coming. And mm. um, just obviously, a, a lot of, a lot of. Um, interaction um, uh, from the outside at the moment and and as we've been going through uh, the last hour and a half uh, and then some um, just people resonating at at each stage um, whether we were talking about the ascension of Christ and, and that glorious king uh, people got excited about that uh, then when we were talking about the advocacy of Christ uh, and our high, high priest people got excited about that um, you know as we talk about um, uh, the, this idea of the second coming people get excited about these the, the reality is th- there's a lot of value in remembering the ascension Amen. because because just like the cross is emotive mm. it is emotive um, we are saddened as we think of our sin which held him there and yes. um, we are grateful Grateful that his blood was spilt that we might live, but just like the Easter is emotive, you know, as we remember the 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 joy of those women running out to find the disciples uh, on on Easter Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, yeah. just the the excitement and 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 the fear of the disciples turning into into jubilation and wonder and amazement and and you know a little bit of fear as they as they were trying to wrap their minds around what was going on. So too, ascension is an an emotive event as we think about all of these the, the these emotions wrapped around on who Jesus is and what Jesus did. Uh, Isn't Lucille, that what you even read in Luke yeah. twenty four verse fifty two? After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising God. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm actually reminded as we as we went through scriptures, we we, we landed at um, Ephesians one, mm. uh, which was just a great ascension text. Um, kind of uh, spoke about soteriology, salvation in Ephesians. 
2 and then and then skipped to Ephesians 4 and, and spoke about this idea of, of Christ ascending and giving gifts. Um, th- that Ephesians 4 passage being a quotation from Psalm 68. And Psalm 68, as we, as we read that psalm, um, really the call, the application of the psalm is worship. Um, Amen. It is sing to God, sing praises to his name, exalt him who rides on the clouds. He his name is the Lord and celebrate before him and um, God is in his holy dwelling um, uh, a father of the fatherless and a champion of widows and God provides home for those who are deserted he, he leads out the prisoners to prosperity but the rebellious lived in a scorched land um, it really is a call on his people in light of these amazing truths of of God in the Old Testament and then revealed as Jesus in the New Testament it is a call to praise it's a call to sing it's a call to to get excited and 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 and, and live and, lives of worship in which we reorder our lives in such a way that everything we do is seen to be as in Christ yes and how we given the spirit to enable us to do this and the word to guide us in in, in this as well sure Lucille says, what a hope we have to share with others. Mm. And, and really, I, I guess, Lucille, um, in terms of believers, yes, this, this, should, this should remind us of the hope that we have in Christ. And then it should inspire us to go out and to proclaim Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what the disciples did, right? Amen. Jesus promised at the beginning of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, the blockbuster sequel to the book of Luke, um, promised in verse 8 that you will be my witnesses, my martyrs, really. Mm. Um, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. Um, ten days later, the uh, the the church was established, and three thousand Jews um, who heard pre- uh, Peter preaching the gospel came. Um, to faith uh, a little while later you spoke about Stephen and the martyrdom in chapter 7 and chapter 8 um, the result was the church moved from Jerusalem and into tumbled into Samaria right. um, and Judea and took the proclamation of the gospel with them um, the glorious truth is as you get to the end of the book of Acts th- that's what you see you see Paul at the ends of the earth in the center of the world Rome um, and yet whilst he is there shackled to a Roman um, uh, Praetorian God, uh, he is, has freedom um, in the in the home to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all that come, and and Jews are coming and inquiring, and and others are coming and inquiring, and the gospel is going out in great power. This surely is a a wonderful motivation. And, and we see the church in Acts eleven being defined by no more than its head, Christ. Not defined by nationality, not defined by ethnicity, not defined but but by Christ as the people of God from every tribe and ethnicity are joined into one people. Yeah, um, just a, a question that, that comes mm. um, from Ishwa um, regarding the the person of Christ and, and a question regarding was Jesus really fully God and fully man uh, on earth and is he really fully man and fully God uh, in heaven um, uh, just uh, at one time I thought so but then realized that it might not be so um, and 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 is making reference to that he took on the form of a man now, now that text is interesting because it's in the book of Philippians right and in Philippians we read 
that um, Jesus, and it starts off in verse 4, um, uh, where it says that we are to have the same attitude in us, five, uh, talking yeah. of uh, fellowship mm-hmm. and, uh, and humility, the same mind as him, who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself, uh, took on the form of man, um, died even death on a cross, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that he is King of kings and Lord of lords. It really ends in that triumphant note, um, uh, kind of a descent from heaven's glories above, uh, a descent to death, a, a cruel death on a cross, and then an ascent, an ascension uh, to King of kings and Lord of lords. In light of that, um, is it true and correct to say that Jesus Christ was fully God and fully man in his earthly life, even as he is in his ascended life? If Jesus was not fully God and fully man, we are not saved. And explain that. Draw that out a little bit. In order for us to be saved, we must possess not a 90% righteousness, not even a 99% righteousness. In order for us to be saved and to be in the presence of God, we must possess the righteousness of God. Staggering. How can we possibly do that? Amen. We're we're, we're men. Yeah. And, and, And so Jesus, who is eternally God. Yes. John chapter 1 um, the beginning of John chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 14 makes that clear right took on flesh yes and and from that moment has and and will always be fully uh, man and God and so fully as man he represented us as as the sacrifice um, he, he took on our flesh he he, he bore uh, the the wrath which only he could do as fully God in mm. those three hours he endured the wrath of God as he cried out my God my God why have you forsaken me as he who knew no sin mm. became sin for us yes uh, and as he suffered the wrath on our behalf for those three hours as as he endured w- what we in our flesh could only endure forever the wrath of God he yes. endured as fully God yes. f- fully man in those three hours uh, to, to reconcile us to be able to give us the righteousness of God he had to be God and 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 now even as our great high priest as our advocate he is fully God and fully man but to die in our place right, right. as a substitute he had to be man fully man he had to be fully man mm. and and he was uh, born of a virgin uh, living a life, a sinless life, tempted in every way and yet without sin. Right. Um, a great place to go in order to resolve that question with uh, with even more um, uh, with even more content and with uh, reference to a number of scriptures. Ishwa will be to go to God questions and just type in "fully man, fully God." Um, you could also type in you know technical theological words like kenosis or hypostatic union or just type in Philippians chapter 2 and you'll get answers to those questions in even more depth than we have time to cover right now but uh, but thanks so much for the question really appreciate it uh, Penny does make the ob- observation that he also had to be fully man in order that he would experience all the trials and temptations that we face mm. uh, and that really comes to that sympathetic high priest right. not sympathetic and I love that point that you made by the way not sympathetic to our sin right but sympathetic in the midst of our trials right um, and our weaknesses yeah. and our frailties because he's experienced that um in a boat um exhausted you were going to say and, and again he's in he's our example because as the son of god walking on earth in the flesh i mean he spent nights uh leaving sleep to pray 
Yes. He, he had every blessing from the Father, but, but he is our example in the flesh and that he prayed, mm. uh, earnestly seeking fellowship, wisdom, uh, strength in his fleshly weakness. Yeah. Even as he was the Son of God, he truly subjected himself to, to, to our flesh yes. as he came uh, in this and that was the phrase that you used that I, that I really enjoyed. He took on flesh. Mm. In other words, um, before coming in human flesh, Jesus was God, eternally existing, uh, eternal sonship, um, eternally existing at the right hand of the Father in perfect fellowship with God. Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And yet, as he comes and pierces through into space and time and into human existence, he takes on flesh. It was an mm. attribute which he didn't have before. Jesus, who is fully God, now takes on humanity and 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 becomes man. And yet, in being fully God and fully man, there's no mix of those two natures. Uh, he is all of God, and he is. All of man, he he is he is these two things in the entirety. In in fact, he is the perfect human. Yeah. Just as Adam was the perfect human. Yes. But but in Adam we fell, and and Christ came to reinstate us in that perfect hu- humanity. Um, it, it is. I mean, we 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 enjoy the lyrics of that song, and we often use it as an excuse. While well, I'm only human. I don't that's, have any idea what song you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I'm forgetting the artist. I'm okay. only human, and I crash when I fall down. Don't have a clue. But but but, but a lot of time <laughs> when people make mistakes, they say, "Well, I'm only human." Yes. No, no, no. Uh, truthfully, theologically, biblically, truthfully, we only fallen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christ was 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 human. Yes. Perfectly yes. human, and he never had any of these uh, faults that, that 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 we possess. But he sympathizes with us to help us to overcome those. So now, you've been talking about the ascension of, and this is a slight change in topic, but I, I really want to equip any power folk that are listening in. You've been talking about Jesus Christ and his ascension into heaven. You've been talking about his present work. You've been talking about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit for an hour and, and, and 50 minutes, you know, like two hours. You've just been free talking on all of these things. Michael, where do you find this kind of information out? I, I mean, you, 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 you've mentioned, you've name-dropped a couple of um, authors, a couple of preachers. Um, where are some places that people could go in order to, to, to learn more about Jesus Christ and about the ascension? You, you mentioned Martin Lloyd-Jones. How would, you, how would people find those kinds of sermons? Um, yeah, how, how might they find out more um, if they, their appetites have been wet as they've listened to this conversation? They want more. They want more hope, more glory, more vision of Christ. Well, it, it has been an eye-opener, even just preparing for uh, the message I preached yesterday and for today's talk show. Uh, just reading the scriptures and seeing how much reference there is to Christ seated at the the right hand of God that in the excellent. new testament in the new testament and if we are mindful to receive the whole counsel of God you know i heard yes. someone say yesterday ah oh, you know you you're well versed in scripture you're well versed in scripture but are we actually well versed in scripture mm, mm. do we allow for the word of Christ to dwell in us richly yes. do we give ourselves as paul 
tells Timothy to the public reading of Scripture in 1 Timothy 4 verse 13, that, that, that indeed we would grow in the knowledge of Scripture. I mean, it really is that, that, that we uh, be become absorbed in the truth of God's Word, that it is revealed in the canon of Scriptures. Okay. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones. So even, even before we run off to some of the names that you've spoken mm. about or some of the sources that you've referenced, uh, let's make sure that we have read the Luke chapter 24, Acts chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, Hebrews Ephesians 1, the whole book of Hebrews, four, the whole book of Hebrews, um, Psalm 68. Uh, these are all great places to start in terms of, of, of coming to convictions about Jesus Christ and his ascended glory. Mm. Okay, that's excellent. That, I mean, that, that's a really good Baptist answer, brother. Well done. <laughs> okay, so and, and now where else? Yeah, so my reference to Martin Lloyd-Jones, um, I have the full copy of all his uh, sermons through the book of Ephesians. And oh, I mean, cool. it's so rich. Yes. I mean, him and, for instance, like A.W. Pink, the, 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 the depth that they take out of the verses. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's yeah. Uh, um, so, so I'm not too no, sure no. about Martin Lloyd Jones. Well, Martin Lloyd Jones No, they are. They they're available through the Martin Lloyd Jones Trust, and I will put those in the in the comments on on Radio Pulpit and on our church because I I shared the um the 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 radio show there the stream there um and so the martin lloyd jones trust if you search for ascension you'll get all of his sermons that were are recorded or written um on that yes excellent uh, i have here with me the dictionary of biblical imagery um uh, editors are leland Riken, james c willoit and tremper uh, tremper longman the third uh, just an encyclopedia exploration of the images, symbols, motifs, metaphors, figures of speech, and literary patterns of the Bible. Uh, a wonderful resource to be able to just also uh, lead and, and help us uh, in terms of scriptures related to uh, the subject of ascension. Um, yeah. Uh, Excellent. Sermons of, of others, particularly actually just on Martin Lloyd-Jones, was listening to or, or reading his sermons, particularly on Ephesians 1 verse 20 to 23. Um, and, and I mean, sure, he just spends time just looking. I mean, he was a doctor and he, he knows about the busyness of everyday life and how we tend to constantly forget uh, the spiritual benefits that we have in Christ. And, and, and we become subject to uh, the, the here and the now and the petty and the silly little temporal things uh, where uh, we, we are. We're called to remember. We're called to know. We're called to grow in this knowledge of all that Christ has given to us uh, as he has ascended to the Father's right hand. Excellent. I, I look. Yeah. I, I want to give um, one other source of uh, of content. Um, uh, I, I saw Liesel, uh commented uh, previously, and um, she had been reading through a set of of Spurgeon sermons mm. uh, on heaven, and uh, she just reminded me of uh, of Spurgeon's just eloquence and excellence when it comes to to. To, to talking of the beauties of Christ and so in the in the notes in the comments on Facebook I have also included uh, a link to Spurgeon's sermons on ascension uh, that are available um, yeah I can't commend those enough they certainly will 
pluck your heartstrings and give you an eternal gaze um, of Jesus Christ and his glory. Uh, one last question. I see we've just got a very, very short time left. Um, but Justin says, before the show ends, I, I missed the opportunity. More, enormous thanks to M&M. So I'm guessing that's Mark and Michael uh, for a simply great show today. Table Talk blessed us with good teaching and guidance every week. Thanks for that, Justin. Really yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for it. the encouragement. Ishwa says, thanks. And so great that you were listening in. And uh, I do trust that the Lord God will continue to reveal himself to you in ever-increasing glory. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks to the regulars that also commented uh, on today's show. I, I do see that there are some voice notes that have come in now. Hercules, unfortunately, we're not going to have time to go through that uh, and to listen to that because we're coming to an end of a show and we, we, we do need to just uh, uh, tie things up. Michael, just in closing a minute maybe two minutes as you think of the ascension of Jesus Christ theological implications and practical implications as we've spoken through all of this if there was just in summary kind of like one high level concept that you would like um, uh, listeners to walk away with this morning what might that be Jesus reigns he, he sits enthroned above every ruler and authority on earth uh, serve your king your king who is coming uh, to take you to himself he, he reigns wherever the, the sun shines and utilize the opportunities and service that you have uh, to give him the glory that he is worthy of put to death the deeds of the flesh and uh, those things that hold you back from testifying to his all sufficient grace and serve your king. Yo, I love that powerful stuff. Um, yeah, just that call to service and that call to gaze upon the glories of Jesus Christ. Michael, from Springs Baptist Church, it was great to chat to you today. I enjoyed it. I, I really did. Thanks for your friendship. Thanks for this conversation. Uh, listeners, next week we will, in all things being equal and God being sovereign, um, we hope to speak to Doug von Mieter from Brackenhurst Baptist Church. Uh, Doug, a, a pastor with a with just a wealth of knowledge, will mm. be speaking to us on a pastoral topic. Really, really looking forward to that. Our prayers go out to all the elders and deacons holding the line in churches and our missionaries serving in foreign fields. Prayers for and much respect to the first responders all over our country, police and those who dispense justice and firefighters and paramedics and our nation's nurses and medical personnel and correctional facility officers. You have been listening to Table Talk with me, your host, Mark. We're going to be going to a song, uh, All You Are by Roche. Um, until next week, until next Friday, go with God and get after it. <laughs>